This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 54 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman. And here's what we have on the agenda today. I may have found America's Next Top Model. Sarudi, not high on cheekbones. We're going to kick around some terrible nicknames. We're going to talk about Tom growing up a little. Emphasis on a little. And we're going to do some A-plus content. But before we get into any of that, let's bring in the guys. Tom, here in studio with me in St. Louis. Tom, how you been? Hi, how is everyone doing today? Did you guys like that one? Hate no. that. <laughs> Hate it. Be normal. Steve is here. Steve, hello. Hey, hi, hi. How you guys doing? What's up? Hello. You know, just like the ending, how I need Goodnight Boston to kind of tie it together, we need an intro because it is really awkward to just say, <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, just a little whip around. What's up? How we doing? <laughs> yeah. I try to Two just people. do a quick right. roll call like, hey, 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 we're here. But maybe we even just scrap that and we just start talking. Maybe we just start it when we're already mid-conversation, you know? Get real, like, break the fourth wall type stuff. Or maybe I just record a generic open that we play every <laughs> week. I mean, we kind of already do have our voiceover guy. Shout out to Cutler. He's great. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. That's shout right. out to Don. She's great. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. We've got to figure it out because uh, it's so awkward. And it says a weird tone. Cause we need to pre-record uh, like a normal intro for Tom. Although I guess it gives us content to start the show every week because it's just so ridiculous. So I actually have a generic me saying hi and Sarudi saying, <laughs> what's up? in the system in case when we're recording and stuff gets messed up and like i'm not going to tell you guys which episodes i've used them on but i've used them in the past to like put our episodes together they're in our system yeah so if i had some cool intro you just like edit it out with the normal the best sup you've ever given is in my folder as labeled as saruti dash sup i said sup (laughs) yeah i think it's sup or like what's up and Steve, it's nice. the best sup you've ever given. It's by I far. guess so, yeah. I didn't even know I gave good subs, but here we are. It's by far the best sup I've ever heard. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Of all people that say sup, Steve does. Actually, Steve's sup isn't even great. His what's good is really what's solid. Good. Good. What's good. <laughs> I love Steve's what's good. Yeah, I feel good. like what's good is pretty outdated, but I still love it. So I'm just going to keep rolling with it. It's better than, hey, guys. Oh, yeah, listen, I'm, I, I look like a hero. <laughs> so, why don't, okay, let's restart it right now. Okay, ready? Do do an intro right now, Michelle. The guys are here. Tommy Freeze Pops is in the studio. Tom, hello. What's good? And huh? Steve Cerruti's checking in from <laughs> Bristol. Steve, hello. What's up? <laughs> I still think it's lame. We'll Whatever. try. We're going to work on it, guys. Okay, so... Let's just dive right in now that our intros are out of the way. I got to see Steve again. Saw him this past weekend, Thursday night, in the big city, in New York City. I feel like I hit the lottery, Steve, that I've gotten to see you and Maddie twice this summer already. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, you know, like we were there, obviously, for JMA. Shouts out to John Mayer. Great concert, MSG. And, uh, yeah, met up for drinks afterwards. It was like 10,000 degrees outside. So and, of hot. course, the one place we went to, like, their air conditioning was broken. So yep. that was fun. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so sweating profusely, but got to hang out with Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was a few white wines deep by the time uh, we yep. did meet. And um, that was okay, though. I was I was composed. Uh, Sarudi, we're going to have to get the uh, check-in on that. Was, was no, Michelle she, she holding was, it I, together? Oh, I mean, I, you know, you were... I just normal Michelle. I, I could tell that you had been, you know, having a few, but it was all right. I'm in the world. Just a low grade buzz working. A little sauce. It's was, more of like a happiness thing with Michelle. I should just yeah. I mean, I'm a happy drunk. Happy. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, and some people um, get crabby. I'm like, I love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was more like Maddie, my wife, was there, so she was probably yeah. more excited about that than anything. But love Maddie, the yeah, best. Yeah, so it was good. It was good. And your sister, I got to meet, which was very cool. Yep, my sister who lives. One of my favorite things that your conversation <laughs> with my sister. What this is actually awesome. So funny. Was uh. When I forget how, like, you were like, oh, like, my sister lives in the city. And you were like, oh, where do you live? And she was like, oh, my sister lives in the Bronx because she goes to school at Fordham. And you were like, oh, how do you like that? And she's like, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. She's a part of the family business. So oh, no, it sucks. Saying it yeah, sucks. Like, it sucks. Yeah. I was, I was like, like okay, yep. so you, d- you don't like it. Great. And she was like, whatever. It is what it is. I'm like, God, you're such a Saruti. Oh, I love it amazing. so much. Yep. I thought you were going to say my favorite part was, as I said, a few white wines deep. And Maddie had texted me saying, oh, you know, Steve and I and his sister are going to go to this bar and meet us here. And I walked in and she was standing there and then there was a waitress standing and I had never met Steve's sister before. Or if I did, I was at Steve's wedding and I, you know, again. There was a lot happening. A couple there. of white wines deep there too. A couple oh, of white yeah. wines deep at a few at a few events <laughs> recently. But anyway, so I was like, "Oh, what, what, Steve's sister getting here?" And she was like, "That's me. I'm right here." I was like, "Oh, what's up? <laughs> hey." <laughs> I do remember that. Now that you say that, maybe you were more drunk than I did remember. I guess. I don't know. You know, I was happiness drunk. Who did you think she was? I have no see. I have no idea. I was just like, hey, to everyone as I walked in. Just I was literally saying, hey, to like the bus boy and the cab driver. I was like, what's up? What's up? What's up? (laughs) Happy to see everybody. Just covering all your bases, everybody. Yeah, because I had gone to my friend's apartment in the West Village. He has a great balcony patio situation that overlooks the city. And so we had uh, I had an April spritz there, and then I went with my oh, and my friend. By the way, uh, when I showed up at my friend's apartment to get ready to go out, had a White Claw waiting. Yes. Fan of the pod, so shout out White Claw, which I thought was really funny. And then uh, we went to the Polo Bar for dinner. Have you guys ever been to the Polo Bar or heard about the Polo Bar? I have not. No. So it's, it's a Ralph Lauren restaurant. It's, you know, kind of bougie, sometimes see and be seen there. And um, <laughs> we go there, and the restaurant is in the basement. So you walk down the stairs, and we're sitting down. And I looked to my left. My friend that I was with, JD, shout out JD, kept staring at the table to our left. And I was like, oh, my God, who is it? Is that a celebrity? And he goes, it's the Long Island Medium. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, what? Should I ask her if any spirits are present? So, of course, in the whole time, I'm like, I want to talk to the Long Island medium. I want to have a gypsy reading. Didn't happen. I respected her space. But, yes, that was my type of celeb sighting. I was very pumped. And with the Long Island medium, she probably could hear you guys thinking about what you wanted to say to her the entire time. So she probably knows you wanted to come talk to her. I don't think that. I mean, I don't that's think that's not how, how works. that works. I thought that yes. they can kind of just read everything that's going no, they on. Read they read just... spirits. No, they talk to dead people, dude. I thought it was a brainwave thing, though. That's how they do it. Brainwave? No. <laughs> it's the No, that's like telepathic. I around them? Telepathic, right? Yeah, I kind of thought people. they all were in the same family there. I mean, they're. I would say they're similar in their, like, what? yeah, I don't know. Like, But I think, you know, her thing is she talks like, hey, if, you know, you have a dead whatever relative that you want to talk to. She just, like, summons them in this room, and they're like, oh, ask me a question, and then they answer some question, even though, I, you know, I think this is all BS. Um, <laughs> but, yes, that's that's what they do. Yeah, not, hey, I know you're thinking about me over there. <laughs> yeah, like thought, she just walks by and answer the, answers the I question was, that you have in your head. I thought it was sort of a shared skill. I don't know. No. Okay. Okay, so my friend JD, who I was there with, he is a model scout. He works with all the big Whoa. cup models. That's and an he, amazing job. His job is so cool. He literally gets paid to go to all of the biggest events in the world and find hot people. 
I mean, he goes to Lollapalooza and, you know, the last model he found, he found at GovBall, Governor's Ball in New York. And now this person works for Gucci. It's like an exclusive Wait, Gucci model. So this this guy literally, he just like walks around and sees like, hey, that, that person's hot. Like, yeah. And then just like slips him a business card and is like, hey, if you want. <laughs> that's kind of sketchy though. Isn't well, like, we hey, found wanna, someone at Polar Bar. We'll take some pictures of you if you want. I'm going to tell you the story. <laughs> you it's looking incredible. to be a model? That's I feel like so happened. many fakes happen like that way. 100%. Like there's so many like totally. Tom just walk around a random party and be like, "Hey, you want to be a model?" Yeah, I'm trying to think of what Here's my, my next card. Move is Call here. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but so for instance, his day, his work day, because <laughs> he, he we were texting and he's like, "Okay, what time are you arriving? I'll meet you back at our place at this time." He went to a photo shoot in Harlem at like 10 30, 11, Stayed for the photo shoot and then walked home, which was like 15 miles. So he walked a really long oh day. Oh, my God. But he just walked the whole day and looked on the streets to oh, find someone. Oh, okay. So he was people watching that entire 15 yeah. miles. He, he's not looking at his phone. He's looking at people on the street. That's his job. It's crazy. It's a crazy job. What are job. we looking for? Like, I don't, So you know. it's it's interesting because I have scouted with him before. I was at Lollapalooza <laughs> and he was there and he was like, okay, tell me who you think could be a model in this crowd. And everyone, I was like, oh, she's really beautiful. He's like, mm-mm. No, not unique enough. And the people he picks, you're kind of like, wow, you look a little bit like an alien, but like a really yep. hot one. And by that, I mean they have very angular features. They're very unique looking people. Yeah. So we're at Polo Bar, and it's so funny how this happened. I'm having a conversation with him, asking him all these questions about his job because I find it just be so fascinating what he does for a living. And he goes, hang on one second. He goes, you see that guy over there? I go, yeah. He goes, he's gorgeous. And I look and I go, that is a beautiful person. That is a hot guy. And he beckons over our waiter and he goes like, hey, your colleague over there, is he a model? And the guy was like, he kind of just started here. I don't really know what his deal is. And my friend pulls out his business card and he's like, give him my card. Tell him to come see me. Which I thought was the most badass move of all time. Wait, he did it through a like a, a, a third party? Yeah, through our waiter at the restaurant. So then the next thing we know, about 20 minutes later, the guy comes over and he was in his street clothes and he's like, hey, I don't mean to interrupt your dinner. I'm not really supposed to do this. I don't want to bug you, but I got your card from my colleague. I'm actually not signed with an agency, but I do want to be a model. And my friend goes, give me your Instagram handle. And so he exchanges Instagrams <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm going to DM you the address. Be at our agency by 1 p.m. tomorrow. And the guy's like, okay, okay. So then I go out to the Hamptons the next day. I get a text from JD. One, uh, like a half hour after their meeting, they the guy shows up. They loved his look. They styled him. They did a test photo shoot. They signed him. So less than 24 hours later, this guy's entire life has changed. And now they're shopping him to all these luxury brands to be a model. Oh, man. To be beautiful. Isn't that the craziest story? And he said that the kid was so excited, so grateful. He's like, I moved here from New Orleans. I haven't even been here six months. This is my dream. I can't believe it's happening. And you hear stories like that. But I actually witnessed this kid's entire life change right before my eyes. Yeah, that's wild. Like, (laughs) And this is him. This random restaurant, like your life is just completely changed like in seconds. Yeah, he looks he like a model. Be super hot if that happens. I My just God. pulled him up. I want to see his picture. I'm yeah. texting yep. you guys. Because he, I feel like the model beautiful. situation is not like, I don't think the average person looks at like who models are and is like, oh, they're like the hottest people on earth. Because you're right. They're like all exotic alien looking. Yeah, they're all aliens. <laughs> I'm all like, am- very I'm hot amazed. Right. Yeah, they're kind of hot, but they're, you're like, I don't know. Like you're just kind of like unique is the right word. Like I yeah, wouldn't, I'd, I'd say they're less hot and more just unique. Yeah, perfect example. Huge cheekbones, like, you know, obviously a great jawline. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like cheekbones are a thing. Why are cheekbones such a big deal? Because it means that you're really thin, which is obviously desirable. 
Yeah, it means that your face is thin and you have... Well, it's all about angles. If you research what beauty is, what people consider to be aesthetically pleasing, it's all about symmetry and angles. And but symmetry and, like, having, like, massive cheekbones don't... Like, you can have a chunkier face and still have symmetry. <laughs> Sarudi <laughs> out on cheekbones. He, he no, wants no, no. chunky I, I faced models. I disagree. I'm just saying. I feel like you know. I don't know. I get. Are they? They're literally just trying to like you know have, have somebody stand out in an ad. Is that it? Like, is the clothes or whatever they're modeling doesn't stand out for itself? Well, body means more oftentimes than face. When I was talking to him about models, they have to be a certain height. They have to have a certain build. Mm-hmm. It's all about the designer. Mm-hmm. They want the clothes to hang a certain way. Right. Basically, you're the vessel for the public to see the clothes. So you want the clothes to be very desirable. Interesting. Only when you become a top model, then if you're Kate Moss or Gigi Hadid or Carly Kloss, it doesn't matter. Like, people are looking at those ads for them, Mm -hmm. and then they become more valuable. Like, the clothes become more valuable because they're on those Then it becomes less about what they look like and more about who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like this picture you just sent us of this dude, if I saw him on the street, I wouldn't be like, whoa, that dude is stunning. I'd be like, that's an interesting looking guy. (laughs) Well, I saw him in real life and I said, wow. Is he tall as hell? Tall. Ripped. Yeah. His skin looked, I was like, that's the best skin I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) He just looks like one of those people that I thought even on my best day, I would not be as hot as you. And to be a model scout, to be walking around and noticing people like, oh, that person's body is probably perfect to be a model when they're just wearing normal street clothes. Like that is probably an incredibly difficult skill to attain. Yeah. Like way harder than people think it would be. Like when you first said, oh, he's a model scout, he just looks at hot people and gives them model jobs. I immediately was like, that'd be a sick job. I'd love to just like talk to hot people and give them money on brands' behalf. Like that'd be great. But- Clearly, there's a lot more skill involved than just noticing the hottest person in the room and being like, here, you're a model now. Is your model scout friend hot, too? Gotta be. Like, did yeah, he want to be a model and no. like, didn't, but then became, like, like essentially, like, you know, if he was like, oh, he, it's like in sports, right? Like, he wasn't, like, a great athlete, but then he ended up becoming a coach, right? Yeah. You know, because he, he, knew, he knew what to look for. Is it the same thing? No. I mean, he's very hot, but I don't think he ever had aspirations to be a model. Yeah, how does one become a model scout? I need to text him right now and ask him <laughs> how this happened. It's so funny. He's from Iowa. He went to Iowa State. <laughs> he lives for Iowa State football and basketball. Go oh, Cyclones. Yeah, he's a really cool down-to-earth Midwestern guy who just happens to have incredible power and can spot the most beautiful model out of this. That model hotbed of Iowa. You You know what, though? I know a few people from Iowa, and they're all really attractive. Iowa, underrated. Oh, yeah, he's hot. Iowa has a high... you know, efficiency rate when it comes oh, to hot dudes. we should do hottest states. And hot oh, we girls. We should definitely do that at some point. Wait. Okay, not only do we need to do hottest states, this was something I was thinking about when I was a couple white wines deep. <laughs> I don't even know how I got on this conversation, but we were talking about Game of Thrones, essentially how it was King's Landing versus Dorne. And what were some of the other ones, Steve? I can't even think of the different. The Starks. Uh, Winterfell. Karth, right. Karth, oh, we're yeah. Talking, yeah, I'm talking about All of these different things. Essos or Westeros, what's up? Yeah, yeah, all of these different components of Westeros, how they were battling one another. And I, I don't even know how I got how this got Reach. brought up. But I thought if Westeros was the United States of America and all of the states were battling, what state would win? Rhode Island, baby. They would probably finish last. <laughs> um, what state would win? That's interesting. We can um, we can marinate on it. Yeah. My, I mean, my the three that are coming to mind right now, it would be Texas, California, and Alaska just based on 
you know, oh, size weapons? alone. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about weapons here. No, oh, you're no. talking about demeanor, weapons. Like, I don't think the Midwest would win because they're too nice. Mm-hmm. Fair. Texas has a great case. Yeah, Texas probably is up there. New York, again, just because people are mean. And I feel like you've got so many people, in a way, like because those people live on their own. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they could live know, on they, the land. They hunt. Yeah. Yep. yeah Maine's know. a great call. In that same vein, I'm certainly looking at. Montana, Wyoming, Florida, a yep. lot of crazy people. Oh in my gosh. You know what? Florida would take it. People from Florida are absolutely bananas. They have the we will win at no cost mentality. Yep. They're going to fight dirty. Speed state. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good running backs down from Florida. Oh, I thought you meant drugs. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, they <both>. do drugs <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So my friend JD checking in, I said, how did you become a model scout? And he said, I interned at Ford Models in LA, and then I worked my way up at IMG. Okay. So, boom, there you go. Interned at Ford Models. <laughs> Can you send JD a picture of me, uh, of me to him and say, is my friend Tom worthy of becoming a model? No, because I want to remain friends with him. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I will. We'll see what he says. Yeah, but now, now I feel like, Tom, like you're kind of in that spot, though, where like, models are getting bigger. This is like That's a thing. Saying. It's 2019. Like, They're not figure getting it out. bigger. They're not getting bigger. <laughs> Uh, I would, I mean, I think not in high fashion, would beg to differ. Yeah, not what in a, high fashion. What about like JD works in high fashion? What, what about, about a, a girl who is bigger, the plus size model? It's like doing the sports Ash, illustrated. Ashley stuff Graham. Yeah. She's hot. She's beautiful. Is. Yeah. She's beautiful, but she's doing sports illustrated sports illustrated and St. Laurent. Totally different. Okay. What about a guy that needs to model for like I don't know? You want to be curvy for Sports Illustrated? It's kind of the whole what about point. Like Destination, Destination XL. XL. There Whoa. you go. Yeah. Whoa! Look at the this XL. symmetry. Speaking of symmetry, that's my spot, man. I could easily model for them. I'll see if he has a contact at Destination. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, um, I know you were working with Louis Vuitton recently. Do you also have a contact at Destination XL? Hundred percent. I'm in. Yeah, just send him the pictures of Tom in front of like a Taco Bell, and it'll be like, wow, this kid is hot. <laughs> Oh, my God. Got to get this kid on. Also, one more quick update before we move on. I did Google why are high cheekbones considered attractive. Mm. And according to an article at Bustle, several reasons. One, they indicate that a person is sexually mature. Whoa. Which I guess from an animalistic (laughs) sense, yes. Oh, okay. Also, they say we as humans associate high cheekbones with trustworthiness. Hmm. According to a 2014 study done by New York University. And the last one is that women may have selected high cheekbones in men over thousands of years. So it's just something that they find aesthetically appealing, I guess, and and sexual. (laughs) That's wild. Cool. (laughs) It says the evolution of a broad face and loss of large canines in males results from mate choice. So basically, back in the day, people had that um, Cro-Magnon look, and the women were like, not for me. I want the guy with the cheekbones. And so through evolution, that's where we are. Makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, girls typically don't want to date cavemen the last time I checked. Mm, They're not all bad. (laughs) I mean, I, I am a huge fan of the old Geico commercials with the cavemen. He's yeah, but I never thought like hot, that, that guy could, dude. If he just cleaned up his beard, he'd be hot. You know? <laughs> kind of looks weird. Right. There's like other stuff that's wrong with him, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's a little rough, if we're being honest. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, Steve and I meet up. We're hanging out at this place with no AC. There's only two other people in the place. It wasn't really bumping. We're having a great time. We order cocktails, Steve, Maddie, his sister, and I. And you know, we're chatting, we're chatting. He's showing me his John Mayer merch. He was very hyped about oh, the concert. Nice. What type of merch you got? 
I got a T-shirt, which is dope. Um, and Maddie got a, like a an awesome sweatshirt. Like the concert gear, the prices are outrageous. By the way, we have to talk. I mean, they're just insane. Insane. Like a T-shirt is like forty five dollars. Concert T-shirts are such a ripoff unless but they're such great shirts. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're just a massive fan of that. Like I did that for a Dropkick Murphys concert that I went to. <laughs> God damn it! Shocker. I, I, Shocker. I, were they I wicked was awesome? Gonna, it was it was like the best concert I've ever been to in my life. And I was like, Dropkick Murphy's concert was the best concert you've ever been to in your life. Oh, I think right. so, yeah. It was on St. Patty's Day in Boston. And I was like 18 years old and I was having the time of my life. Yeah, I think it was the best concert I've ever been to. Wow. So I was like, I need to get a t-shirt to commemorate this. We need to get you to more concerts, my man. <laughs> you guys have clearly never been to a Dropkicks concert. You know what? Fair. You are right. Yeah, I have not. It's a fair assessment. It is. <laughs> we crowd surfed a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> Boston's such a weird place, man. <laughs> I'm honestly that. afraid of it, Steve. He, like, he it looked, scares me. He looks at me and my buddies who are 18. We can't drink. And he goes, put me up there and I'll buy you beers the rest of the night. We're like, done. Four of us put the guy in the wheelchair, flew to the back. Obviously, we didn't see him the rest of the night because the wheelchair guy just got crowd surfed to the back. But it was amazing. I don't even know what to say to that. that <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, I'm literally I, left know. speechless. It was a wild time. Yeah. Shout out to Dropkicks. If they ever come to St. Louis, sorry, I'm going to have to take that next day off. Yeah, it seems like it. I'm going to be front row. Are they still like around? Oh, yeah. Come on. You say I mean, come, you on? come on. Yeah, yeah what like, do you mean? I, You're I, so I like confident they're still touring? Oh, yes, 100%. They're going to tour until they die. You they will sing not one song that everybody knows. Shipping up to Boston? Yeah. And, yeah. and Tessie. That's another one. Oh, Tessie. Yeah. That was in the MVP baseball game. Okay, oh, so five. they yeah. are still touring. Of course. They'll be at the Great New York State Fair in Syracuse Sunday, oh. August 25th. <laughs> doing big things. Ooh, they're doing a lot of state fairs. Hell yeah, they are, because that's where kinda, you get the bagpipes going, you know? when you know the circuit deal is over, though. I remember, what was it, um, was it Shaggy? He was at, like, the Big E <laughs> oh, <wasn't> <laughs> in Springfield, Mass. I'm like, man. Yo, Big E, though, is You want to hear something sick. hilarious? Actually, speaking of, like, concerts that are weird speaking of shaggy speaking now not even speaking of shaggy so like the town i'm from is southington it's in connecticut they have this thing called the apple harvest festival every year it's like a oh, town fair, I've been. Right? Huh. yeah it's, they you know, have it's those, nice they have good food what are fritters, those apple fritters apple fritters so yep, good they're amazing good they're fritter. really good but it's like a small town fair right and they for like I, it was like the i don't know 50th anniversary or ever so they wanted to get like some big band in to to like you know commemorate the 50 years or whatever oh my yeah. god and they got, hold on, I'm blanking on the name of this band. What the heck is, oh, okay, yes, this is insane. Bowling for Soup came. This was last year. Who? I'm like, what? Bowling for Soup. 1985. Yeah, 1985. Great and you're like, song. I mean, great is aggressive. They were oh definitely God, popular like them. back in 2000, I don't know, five, six. They were like, you know, they had a, I don't even no, know how they're to the definition. Like, they're the definition of a one-hit wonder. Bowling though. for Soup is coming to St. Louis Thursday, October 3rd. And <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful, but like if you're doing the Apple Harvest Festival, like it's over. Like it is absolutely (laughs) over. Or are you cash and checks still, playing? No, you're still cash and checks. I can't can't imagine that the Apple Harvest Festival had a huge budget for talent, but. (laughs) What do you think the budget was for talent? Mm. I don't like it's a thousand dollars. I don't even know. It's probably higher than than we realize. Well, I know that. I I know what you're about to reference to. What was his name? Why can't I think of it? Are we talking about Bubba Sparks? Bubba Sparks oh, came. Kelly Park, Bubba Sparks. So Bubba Sparks, would you put oh, Bubba Sparks on the same wavelength as Bowling for Soup? Probably no, higher. Bubba Sparks is awesome. <laughs> Deliverance, dude, great song. Okay, Bubba Sparks is great. 
Miss New Booty, I appreciate. But what does he have, three hits? Maybe. Yeah. He's featured on a lot of good tracks, but yes. Would you pay to go to a Bubba Sparks concert? Nope. Ooh. <laughs> mm, I mean, how much are we talking? 30 bucks. <laughs> no, I wouldn't pay 30 bucks. If, if there was an event and Bubba Sparks was performing for free, would you go? Yes. Well, how is it close to where I live? True. No, no. 20, no, 20 minutes I away. I wouldn't travel that far to see Bubba Sparks. I would no. need to be with a group of friends, like drinking, hot girls, etc. Like if Bubba Sparks was out at a place that I was out at, I'd be pumped about it. But I wouldn't go out of my way to see Bubba Sparks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for instance, when I was in Baton Rouge for Bama LSU, I went out and Paul Wall was there. Yeah. And I was oh, amped well, you know about, Paul Wall. <laughs> about meeting Paul Wall. People's champ. People's champ. I called him George Foreman. He laughed so hard. He thought it was hilarious because obviously, you know, it's from the yes. Nelly song. And he performed, and he wasn't great, but it was. Uh, I had the time of my I life. Dare you? I was you like, you know oh my- how I feel about Paul Wall. Paul I know Wall he's has so underrated. Is, the, is underrated only when he's on other people's songs. Yes. Correct. He's that's how I feel about Nicki Minaj. I don't love her solo stuff. I feel like her collabs, her verses on other people's songs are incredible. Yeah, top notch. Verse on Monster, great. You know, we've already gone undefeated. over that. But yeah, same thing with Paul Wall. However, Bubba Sparks to circle this all back was going to get paid, he was supposed to do an event here in St. Louis, was going to get paid three grand to perform, what, his three songs? For not that long, yeah. And you pay for him to come, put him up, whatever. So three grand? How easy is that? Well. So Bowling for Soup got paid what? Maybe two? I 2K? can't imagine. I mean, it's it's a local fit. I can't imagine it was more than that. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad day of work. Not at all. Get some free apple fritters. (laughs) Two G's. Split split four ways, plus they got like roadie crew guys. Like, I don't know. I can't imagine that much money. Hmm. But still, not a bad day And they weren't selling 45-hour t-shirts, so... Yeah, true. That's that you get the merch deal. That that that's how you uh, make your true money there because they overpriced T-shirts. Moral of the story is John Mayer at MSG worth the worth the trip, worth the the dollars, worth the worth the forty five dollar T-shirt. We're gonna do a plus content today, and I want to get to that. But before we do that, we need to check in with Tom, his family, and his buddy Dookie, which I think is an incredible nickname. It's an incredible. What's up, Dookie? Okay, quick, quick, quick side note. Yeah. I tweeted this, and it got a ton of reaction. Okay. My friend was telling me a story about a guy, and he called him Lumpy. And I was like, Lumpy? He goes, yeah, this is a nickname, Lumpy. And I was like, that is the meanest nickname I've ever heard in my life. There's only one way you call someone Lumpy, and it's obviously a derogatory connotation towards their body. And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's about his build. (laughs) And I was like, that's terrible. So I tweeted that I was horrified that my friend nicknamed someone Lumpy. And I got all these comments from people about how they know Lumpy. There's a professional golfer with the nickname Lumpy. Michael Collins, our ESPN golf person, was like, Michelle, I need to introduce you to this guy Lumpy. (laughs) And I said, if you have a worse nickname, I want to hear it. And you would not believe some of these nicknames that people were checking in with. Let me pull some of these up for you guys. I would have shut this down immediately. (laughs) I would get new friends if you called me Lumpy. Yeah, Lumpy is not nice. It's not nice. Yeah, but I feel like big dudes... And Tom, you could weigh in here. I feel like big dudes sort of embrace like that part about them. Like, yeah, you know, like a guy with a nickname Bubba, right? Bubba, you know, we know a Bubba. We all know a Bubba. It's we all like know a, a Bubba. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's not like a flattering name, but like guys just sort of embrace that. And Lumpy, I feel like that's probably like he wears that as a badge of honor. You know what? He does wear it as a badge of honor, but inside it hurts. Okay, maybe. <laughs> I feel bad for Lumpy. And what if Lumpy goes on a diet and gets a sick bod? Well, well then 
yeah, I mean, then he's not obviously lumpy. Or then it's then he's just ironically lumpy. Or lumpy. then being called lumpy is sort of like a trophy for him. He's like, yeah, I was that. Now look at me. So, yeah, I guess it can be a redemption story, too. Right. I mean, Mark Schler's nickname is Stink, and he loves that nickname. <laughs> but that's funny. Stink is so such an awesome nickname. <laughs> but Stink, I think, for him is different. It, context is important. Context, you know? yeah. It's, it's really important. Okay, so here are some of the other ones. Josh Macri, our friend from ESPN yep. checking mm-hmm. in, he says, there was a girl on my floor freshman year who had the nickname Shart. <laughs> wow. Shart. Now I, guarantee, now, I feel like she didn't know that was her nickname, though. There's no way that you know your nickname is Shart. People yeah. could call you Shart, but that's not that's not like what you, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? My name's Shart. So I have, an, <laughs> I have an uncle, Chuck, and his nickname is Chuck because he threw up in high school. His real name's Scott. He, like, threw up in high school in the cafeteria, and everyone started calling him Chuck. But Chuck is good, though. Literally known as Chuck People now. Because <laughs> like, like he's my uncle Chuck. I don't I don't even remember his name Scott sometimes. Right, but it's that that's is, not a weird. Yeah, not I weird. Mean, no, like, but what I'm saying is she probably she might know her name is Shart because she may have sharted and now yeah, she's but Shart. Chuck and Shart are on pretty pretty different <laughs> like wavelengths. Yeah. yeah, I knew someone with the nickname Sharty Marty because this <laughs> happened. Okay, well listen to this one from Mitch. New kid moves to high school from out of state. Before everyone can learn his name, he gets hit in the crotch with a ball in gym and screams, ow, my ball sack, gets known <laughs> as ball sack for the rest of his life. <laughs> That's a bummer. He just ball screamed. sack's a pretty bad yeah. one. To, to say ball sack out like fully, though, when you get hit in the balls is really funny. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Ball sack's also a long ass nickname. Like, yeah. like, hey, what's up, ball sack? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it has to be. Sh- that has to be like shortened somehow. He one hundred percent is just called sack for short, right? Sacker. Yeah. What's up, sack, sack? master? Yeah, saxy. Nice. Here's Greg. We're my, just spitballing. Just spitballing here. Yeah. This is Greg. My middle initial is T. My last name is Watts, so everyone calls me Twats. <laughs> See, I love that. That's great. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's awesome. That's a bummer. These wow. are great. Wait, I'm Marshall. shocked I didn't see this. Marshall, I was called Marshmallow growing up. My birth name is Marshall, and I was a bit husky. <laughs> Marshmallow is a fantastic nickname for a Marsh. Marshall. That's awesome. This one's sad. Pete says, I knew a guy named Sleazy and one named TBD. Everyone else had a nickname, and he didn't deserve one, so he got TBD. Oh, wow. Man. That actually is. That means they don't even care enough to like give you one. <laughs> That is so sad. (laughs) That's mean. That's really mean. That sounds like something Saruti's friend group would have done. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ours were worse, but some of them aren't for the pod. Here's Jeremy, a guy I work with. We call Sir Dumps a lot because he he blew up the bathroom one day and nearly killed the next person who entered. Okay, you know what? We have a lot of people here. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and name names here at ESPN, but we've got at least two guys who deserve the nickname Sir Dumps a lot at ESPN. Sarudi, I know exactly. Like you go into the bathroom, you're like, oh, so and so is here. Like very, you know, not long ago. Are you serious? I know the two people too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. the other guys talk about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, it's well known. So, oh, oh, yeah. oh, my I'm God. I'm going to say the names, and Michelle, you're going to take this out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> really? I know both those guys. Legendary yeah. shitters. <laughs> like, it's 
unreal. The second name is the most surprising one. I'm honestly shocked. But if you see that person walking away from the bathroom, near the bathroom, you just turn around and you go to a different bathroom. No, I go upstairs. Yeah. Nope. You can't even nope. take the risk that they went in there to do number one. You walk in, you immediately get slapped in the face turn by around. the stench, and you're like, nope, can't be in here. Out. Gotta go. Yep. Out. You, out. It, yeah, it takes a good few hours for it to, to, to kind of like <laughs> dissipate, too. It's 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 bad. Yep. That it's is bad. Upsetting. And it is well known by everyone in the department. Sir Dumps a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I get that nickname, actually. That's, that's incredible. Oh, um, man. Nicknames are funny, man. They're just they're just awesome. I, I love a good nickname. I mean, I, I go by did a Did you nickname, guys ever have nicknames? So, yeah. I, I mean, guess, yeah. Yeah. I have to say this, and I can't believe I'm admitting this on the Side pod. Shelly. So some guy <laughs> replied to the thread. I sent it to you guys with a video from Rosillo and Canal oh, of yeah. a day when we were doing over under properly rated, <laughs> and awesome. Steve presented to Ryan and Randy Scott avocados. Steve was like, "Yeah, you know, Michelle was making an avocado salad today. So what do you think about avocados over under properly rated?" And Ryan goes, "I should just play the video on the pod. Yeah, do it because it's it, bad." I bad. heard this. He immediately knew it was bad. He, if you watch this video, if you go to this thread on my Twitter feed where I say the thing about Lumpy, you'll find the video quickly because I've responded to it. After you hear what Ryan, let me just play it and then I can comment. All right. So this, this is what it sounded like. Yeah. Big shell. <laughs> uh, that's never, no girl ever wants that. <laughs> yeah, let's end that immediately. Big like, shut it down right now. I don't even know why I said it. I don't know why I said it. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was yeah. chopping up some strawberries and avocado and basil. He honestly, he says big shell. And then he, we made eye connection. We looked at each other through the glass. And I, if looks could kill, he'd be dead on the spot. And I was like. What? And he immediately, you hear him go, uh. Immediately regret. Yeah. I mean, he immediately. immediately. Yeah. Big, big shell. Any any nickname for a girl that Kill starts him. big is I'm texting him probably right now. not going to be, it's not going to work. I'm going to send this to but him. But I do love big shell. You hate shell. You hate Shelly. No, I don't and hate then shell. Big shell is just, <laughs> man. Gosh, big. that's a great nickname. Cool. And she had just gotten done probably was that day telling us you hated it or like within the few days. Like it was well, such a recent conversation that's what probably like triggered him to say it too. And it was just Yeah, because someone called me Shelly and I was like, mm-mm. That's not guess what's not happening? You calling me Shelly. And so Rosillo on national TV and radio calls me Big Shell. Yeah, Big Shell. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a truck driver. Not oh. a girl who just made a tomato, avocado, basil, strawberry salad. So funny. God. Anyway. So, so yeah, my friend Dookie, uh, we call him Dookie because his last name's Duquette. So it, okay, there's, there's no real bad story behind it. There's no Sir Dumps-a-Lot type theme to his nickname. It's just Duquette. So, so there we go. my friend Jeremy, who you met, Michelle, mm-hmm. this is a weird sports-tied story, but we call his, his name's Jeremy, but we call him Jeb, J-E-B. Um, because I forget ex- exactly the circumstances, but like we were playing Madden one time in his basement, and I don't if you guys remember Jeb Poutier, the tight end for the Broncos, like scored like a late touchdown in Madden, in like when we were like fourteen or fifteen, and we just kept calling him Jeb because like he lost in dramatic fashion, and like fifteen years later, we still call him Jeb. Those are the best because of nicknames. Jeb Poutier. <laughs> That's a great story and a great nickname. Just like Tommy Freeze Pops is a great nickname. Yeah. 
Sir dumps a lot, though? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's clearly mean. I mean, we have certainly some mean ones that I've gone over before, but. There's a lot of these on the thread, but we need to move on. Okay, so Tom's brother, sister, and Dookie come into town. So we have this great spot in St. Louis, the Missouri Athletic Club. Steve, I've told you, when you come visit, we're going to put you up at the MAC. So if you're from St. Louis, you know the Missouri Athletic Club. You've been to the MAC. Somebody you know is a member at the MAC. It's been around forever since 1903. There's one downtown. There's one out in West County, the West Clubhouse. But basically, it's, you know, it's kind of a club, a private club. You pay to be a member. There's a clubhouse there. They have everything that you need. Pools, racquetball, squash. You can get your hair cut there. It's a hotel. But they have a great, great restaurant. And our friends at the MAC, uh, specifically Rodney, shout out to Rodney, who loves the pod, and I were talking and you know, if you listen to this podcast, you get you get a sense of who Tom is as a guy, mm. right? He's a little rough around the edges. Yeah, okay. Could use a little refining, if you will. <laughs> and so Rodney was like, listen, we need to get Tom up at the MAC. We're going to clean him up a bit, teach him how to be a man. And so Tom's family was coming into town, and they were so generous. They said, hey, send him to the Jack Buck Grill. We're going to show them a good dinner because who knows where Tom will take them, right? Lord knows. He'll run them through Taco Bell. So your family got to come into town, go to the MAC. What do you think? Tell me about your night. So, Did you have a correct outfit to wear to the MAC? So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. So I, I had to warn my brother because my brother and I are very similar, as is Dookie, as far as the way that we kind of dress. I was like, look, we got to make sure we got golf polos, khakis, nice shoes Mm -hmm. to go to the MAC. So we got all dolled up. And my sister was with us, too. Of course, she looked great, you know. She had on some sort of romper nice pair deal. Of slacks for you. Yeah, dude. Had, had on a nice pair of khakis, threw on the polo, uh, show up to the MAC, gorgeous, gorgeous night. Got these great steaks, made sure Ooh. we got the blue cheese crumbles on top. You I mean if you can get a blue cheese crumble on your steak, you gotta get a blue cheese crumble on your Ooh, steak. Am I wrong? Am I wrong or am I right here? Uh, I feel like I'm hundred percent right here. I mean, I don't love blue cheese. It's situational for me, so I probably wouldn't opt for the blue cheese a mistake, but I appreciate that you went for it. <laughs> so Rudy says no, too. Listen, I love blue cheese, and I, I think it was, it was fantastic. The service was amazing, and it honestly made me kind of just look like a boss to my siblings that I yeah. brought them out to this dinner. They were like, oh, Tom, all right, you're actually like, yeah, get, get your shit together out here. All right, there you go. But it's like we we saw the beer cans in the apartment. We were still a little bit nervous. But (laughs) this, all right, maybe he's changed. Yeah, when I told them ahead of time, like, hey, make sure you guys bring the fancy clothes. Like, we're doing this. They were like shocked. They almost didn't believe it. But I mean, it was incredible. We, We we bought some cigars after dinner. Uh, Whoa! Oh yeah, I mean, it's wait, all, it's, huge flex by you. Yeah, I mean, Whoa. it's it's power. And they power move, power move right there in the lobby. They got all these cigars. I'm like, hey guys, let's. That's let's what I'm it. saying. You can get whatever you want let's there. Let's grab a few. It's like an adult candy store. The bathroom awesome. is unbelievable. Like they got the whole setup. You know, it, it's just, and I know that's a weird thing to say, but like it when is, a place has yeah. a nice bathroom, it's just, it's something that you really notice and remember. You know what um, I love about the Jackbook Grill really quickly is outside the bathroom they have that little table and it has those dinner mints, those okay. after dinner mints that are killer. So you know what I'm talking about? I wasn't going to bring it up because I thought you'd call me out for being a sweets guy, but those mints. Wait, mints are, aren't sweets. Yeah, well, mint, I feel like they the kind of mint. They're kind of in the candy family, you know. 
So I feel like I was going to get crap for that. Any any low-hanging fruit when it comes to candy or sweets, I, I'm going to take shit for. So I was a little bit reserved on bringing it up. But those dinner mints are fantastic. I grabbed like two full handfuls of them because they're just so good. Got the toothpick after dinner walking out, walking down the street, downtown St. Louis, walking to our next location with the toothpick. And, toothpick guy. Oh, yeah. Got to have the toothpick after yeah. a steak dinner. Got to throw for a toothpick way too long, but yep. in. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I was it, we were about an hour into the next bar and I was like, all right, I can lose the toothpick. Time to get rid of the toothpick. Yep, <laughs> it's time. It. Yep, it's time to ditch it. No, but it was it was so fun. Had an awesome time, and they they really helped make the whole trip awesome for my family. It was a great way to start things off and to kind of introduce them to St. Louis. Uh, it just shows them that St. Louis does it right, man. I mean, I'm the the you. MAC hooked it up. So I don't know. Am I shout cla- out to am them? I, am I classy now? It, like what I I went there. You go. I'm classy. You I've know got what? my shit together now. now. I yes. think what we're going to do <laughs> is, I think this is step one. Okay. That you were able to go into that environment. You had the slacks. You were able <laughs> to flex to your family. But sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. And I think that the MAC is going to help us kind of help you grow up a little bit. Okay. So maybe we can talk to them about maybe getting you a haircut. Maybe an adult it's, haircut. It sounds like it oh, sounds okay. like we're trying to get Tom to like on the next like the next season of Queer Eye. Oh um, <laughs> wait, Steve. Should we submit Tom for Queer Eye? Uh, yeah. Wait, you would be the you, you would, be would be great. a great candidate for Queer Eye. Oh my God, how have we never thought of this before? <laughs> but my place is kind of sick already, guys. I mean, got if Jonathan Van Ness comes it? to St. Louis, <laughs> Anthony, don't they I do would it? Die. They do it in like they do it in what Kansas, right, or Kansas City, Missouri? They do it in Missouri, don't they? Oh my God, I just my, my I can't even think right now. I think I just had a great idea. I think this I'm this is too, the best thing you've ever done. I Steve. think I'm too high class for queer eye. I think I, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty classy here, guys. I did just get dinner at the MAC with my family. I mean, that kind of puts me once. I think I'm one step above queer eye fixing me. Like I think I'm. I think I'm just out of their range. Wait. By the way, he clearly doesn't watch the show, Steve, and I know that you have. Oh, it's, it's a great show. No, I, I definitely. I, I watched it back in the day with my my mom was a huge That's fan of the original. No, Queer we're Eye. talking about the Netflix. I, yeah, I, have, new I haven't watched it's the new outstanding one. content. That's honestly that's a plus content. A plus content for sure. And by the way, Tom, we already know it's been identified on this podcast that Tom is a crier. Yep. How hard would Tom cry during his Queer Eye episode? <laughs> oh, Karama would make you cry. Karama like, would get every ounce of liquid out of your body. Ooh, actually, I don't. Yeah. I need to take that. Whoa, out. yeah. yeah whoa. Wait, no, leave that in. Wait a second. Wait a second. Never. Mind. Wait I was going to ask a follow up, but nope. Okay, cool. Hey now. Always looking for dudes. That was aggressive. I meant he would cry uh, till there were no more tears. Uh, okay. That's what I meant. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Jesus. I haven't seen the show, anyway, so that's what you meant. I want to see Jonathan Van Ness like running his hands through your hair and beard and just telling you, like, honey, like, we need to clean this up. Honey. I just got a nice beard trim haircut, I thought. Some of the best internet content is JVN doing his daily coffee dance on his Instagram story, and he'll say, like, good morning, hoes. <laughs> he'll be dancing to Robin. <laughs> it's great. Tan could come in and just, like, dude, totally reach out. I mean, this is a oh great idea. Tan, Tan's going to do your wardrobe. I was going to say, Tan would get clothes that fit for you. Yeah. I mean, okay. Ant, is it Anthony, right? Anthony. 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 No H. Antony. Ant, Anthony. Anthony would uh, totally he, help you learn how to cook healthy meals. Okay. Do you cook, Tom? Occasionally, very very minimal, like you know, yeah. Chicken so d- this breast. is a pr- this ha- this has to happen. Like we need. To, I would. I we, do. Michelle, wish it was you a have to know chef. someone who knows someone to get Tom on the show. I'm honestly going to pull out all the stops. I'm going to call out any 
connect I may have that knows Queer Eye or is involved in Netflix and see if we can make this happen. I have a friend that works at Netflix. Uh, What's up, Lauren? Hey, Lauren. She doesn't listen to the podcast. They're way too cool to listen to my podcast. She works at Netflix. Mm. Yeah, she does. But I could reach out. I mean, is it weird if I reach out, though? Should yeah, I like no, broker a connect of some type? I'm reading the Netflix book right now. I'm holding it She's in my hands. I just it. pulled it out of my bag. It's called Powerful. Patty McCord wrote it. I'm going to reach out to Patty and be like, "Get connect me." Do with you the know queer. Patty? I don't, but <laughs> this is actually an insane book. It's great. It's about the Netflix. It seems like a short read. Culture deck. It's basically about how when Netflix first started, they were a, a DVD direct to consumer yeah. business, but with the technology was changing so rapidly. That they basically said, okay, we're going to look at the construct of how a typical workflow happens, and we need to disrupt it. We need to completely shake it up and identify the way that we want our corporate culture to be structured. And what they have done is so smart. And it's really interesting. And it's how they were able to build such a great and innovative company. I remember when I was in college when Netflix split their business between streaming and DVDs. And it was a journalism class. We were talking about the news story. And the analysis from the business world was like, oh, this is a bad play, you know, like to, to put, invest that much in streaming, blah, blah, blah. I've clearly, mm-hmm. the bet paid off by Netflix. Right. But uh, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll read that. But yeah, let's get on Queer Eye, I guess. Okay. That's, that's the move. That's the play. Well, tell us more about your weekend with your family. What else did you guys do? Yeah, so they got here. I immediately brought them to the Arch. Had to show them the Arch. Which is so funny because I would never take anyone to the Arch. Had to show them the Arch. and they, Remember you even were like, I want to go in. I go, it's a mistake. Well, I didn't know you could go in. And then I, the same thing for them. They had no idea. Did they want to go? They had no idea until I told them. So we went in, but the line to get tickets was so long. Like the next tram thing to get to the top was like two and a half hours from then. Plus because it's so it, underwhelming when you get is. up there. And it was school vacation, so a lot of yeah, kids yeah. were there. So we ended up going to the museum. Awesome museum. Really, really cool. Westward Expansion. Lewis and Clark. Sacagawea, oh, what's up? Exactly. So then, so then we went over to Forest Park. Nice shout out. Yep. <laughs> Took some pics with you know, bison the, you know, in there. Stuff the bison. art museum with the with the the water, you know, all that stuff. Brought them around there. Went over to the Loop. Went to Fitz's. Oh, great spot. Which was great. And it's cool to like go sit at the bar and they have all the different root beers mm-hmm. on tap and you can see them all bottling stuff. It's a root beer place, Steve. Yeah. So, so you get was... a root beer float. <laughs> They love Trust me, it's floods. great. It is really cool. It's really great. Um, so we're walking around. I'm showing them the St. Louis Walk of Fame mm-hmm. stars, which they thought was hilarious. They're like, why does St. Louis have this? But then the names, they're like, oh, Who's John Goodman, what's up? Yeah. Oh, Tina Turner, what's up? Yeah, you know? all these people. There's so many famous people from St. Louis. It's really funny, Steve. <laughs> like one of them was Ulysses S. Grant, which I thought was hilarious. Like, Shout what? out. <laughs> I took a picture with my brother standing next to the Ulysses S. Grant star. I mean, why is that funny? Because it, it's just so random. Like, usually uh, on a walk of fame, the star is, like, someone that's alive and they, like, dedicate the star. Ulysses S. Grant was definitely long dead before they decided to make a walk of fame star for him. Uh, he's on the $50 bill. I think he gets a star in perpetuity. I get it. Look, I understand. <laughs> you know, you got a president and a great general for the union from your city, or I don't know if he's from here originally or what his tie is to St. Louis, but I mean, look, if he's got a tie, you got you got to use that. You got that's that's a great flex. We went to the record store over there. Uh, I showed them the bar that Chuck Berry played at Blueberry um, Hill. Blueberry Hill. Mm-hmm. We did some nice tourist stuff over there. Went back to my spot, jumped in the pool, went to dinner at the MAC. Then after MAC, went up to 360. Great spot. Watched the Cardinal game from up there. So that was our Friday night. Saturday, 360 Steve is a really cool rooftop bar that overlooks Bush Stadium. It's incredible. So you've got the arch on your left side and you got Bush Stadium on your right side. The it's view awesome. is 
wicked cool. And the in, the inside part of that bar is awesome too. Mm-hmm. Great um, food. Really good. Yeah, we got. Oh one my of god, those smoked salmon chips, ridiculous. We got like a pizza. Oh yeah, one of the flatbread. Yeah. Killer. So then we went back to Soulard, was hanging out at the bars in Soulard, bouncing around there. Next day, same deal, kind of bounced around bars. Went to the Anheuser-Busch Brewery, which was great. Went to a Cardinal game that night, showed them Busch Stadium. What did they think of the stadium? So there, so there are people that have been to a lot of stadiums. You know, my brother's been to a bunch. Dookie's been to a bunch. They thought it was one of the best stadiums. It's honestly far. one of the best. It really is. And, it, like, that's not even me being biased because I live here. It. It was a stadium built for really good baseball fans. I mean, they weren't. You mm-hmm. needed to do that stadium correctly. Not a bad seat in the house. N- none, and the seats were great. Tom Bush or Fenway? Fenway. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, Bush or Yankee Stadium? Uh, Bush. Sorry, was that Yankee Stadium? New is Yankee Stadium, honestly, Yankee so Stadium? overrated. Uh, Bush over new and old Yankee Stadium. I've been to both. Bush is better than okay. both. Okay. Yeah. I was underwhelmed with New Yankee Stadium. It's just too big. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It doesn't it feel like no a baseball stadium. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not they didn't great. Need a new one and they built it anyway. Right. How Yankees of them. So then we went to Ballpark Village, went to Broadway Oyster Bar, which is uh, a great place here in town. You did a good job. Yeah. Look at I, you. I, I think I think I'm starting to get the hang of this thing. And then on Sunday we went to Pappy's, waited in line for almost 40 minutes for barbecue and they didn't no one in our crew cared because they were like we need to try some I mean if we're in St. Louis we got to try the barbecue. It's, and Pappy's is one of the best. Oh, it's the best. Well, there's great barbecue in St. Louis. So many good places. It's, it's one of my favorites. Steve, when you come, are you a ribs guy, a barbecue guy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. These are the best ribs in America. They, I mean, They've won the award. Yeah, pork so, ribs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pork ribs. I mean, it's... Interesting. The, the barbecue sauce is unbelievable. So, so what did they think of the ribs? Of, oh, they were uh, out of this world. They were blown away. My sister's never tried ribs before in her life. How old is she? She is 20... Five, twenty-four. She's three years younger than me. Twenty-seven, twenty-six. That's never tried. Twenty-five. Wow. Twenty-five years of life and never had ribs. <laughs> she vegetarian. She's really picky. Really, really picky eater. She doesn't. But she likes meat. Certain meats. It's a long story. My sister's eating habits are really hard to explain. We could do a whole pot on. But that she liked day. the ribs. Loved them. She thought it was great. Um, so, it, it, so that kind of ended it. I brought her to the airport. Then my brother and Dookie did kind of their own thing on Sunday night because I had to go to bed early. But, yeah, a great weekend with the family. They were thoroughly impressed with St. Louis. So they love they, it here. They do. They think it's the crown jewel of the Midwest. <laughs> Best city in America but, confirmed. But they were saying that they Best were city in America they were impressed to the level of they were like, okay, we're going to organize like a big group trip to come yes. here. And they started looking at like Airbnbs for like Hell yeah. later in the year or later next year, I should say. So That's right. Yeah. So what's up, St. Louis? I'm helping with the tourism business in St. Louis. Respect. You know what? I have to say this. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Michelle. Because you know what? I wasn't here to meet them and give them a little. I, obviously, I would have been like, we have to go here. We have to, you have to take them here. I let you do it, and you did a great job. I try. I, I thought I put a lot of thought into it because, like I said in the pod last week, I'd never been in this type of situation, so I had to, you know, come to play. And uh, I think I did an okay job. I'm gonna pat myself on the back here. See, I don't need queer eye. No, you do. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a whole different. Thing. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> so it was great. So you guys had fun in New York, but I had fun back here in the Midwest. Who needs New York? Yeah, I mean, New York's overrated. There's no doubt about it, for sure. There's one critical piece to a successful party, and that's a good bar. You need a good selection of liquor, mixers, and ice-cold beer, but planning how much of what can often leave you with too much of one thing and not enough of another. Not a good look. 
That's why we here at Small Talk trust Liquid Spirits. They're St. Louis's premier beverage catering service. They'll literally bring everything to you, their own bar, bartenders, whatever you need. You're going to have a full-service bar right at your home or venue. They also offer drop-off service if you're planning something a little more casual. Whatever you're planning, Liquid Spirits will keep the party going. From watch parties to weddings, check out Liquid Spirits. Follow them on Facebook at Liquid Spirits STL. Mention Small Talk when booking select packages and get your fifth hour for free. All right. Well, you know what we haven't done in a while? It's some A-plus content. So do you guys have anything? Should we do that? Let's do it. All right. Steve, why don't you go first? What's your A-plus content for this week? Well, I mean, it did come up sort of organically. The, what is this? The fourth season of Queer Eye? It is great. Like, if you don't watch it. Like, I actually got made fun of the other day. Uh, Will and Nuno, obviously Will Kane and Nuno, who, is, who works on the show with us, like, we're like, oh, did you watch that show? Like, I'm making fun of me for watching. I'm like, it's a great show. Like, it makes me feel better as a person every time I watch it. It's funny. It's heartwarming. You learn something. It's what my friend Brittany calls positive programming. Yes. Yep. Yep. It just makes you feel better about, like, the world yes. in general. Like, people helping people kind of thing. And you know me. Stuff. I'm not I'm not really like that. Like, I'm not a big emotional guy. And I'm not saying I get emotional in these episodes, but it is just, like, it makes you feel good. It makes your soul feel good to just watch this stuff because these five guys are incredible and they help a lot of people out. So, that's that. I'll, I'll put that aside. I want to talk about John Mayer. Um, <laughs> oh, we talked about. I mean, Here listen. So, as if you Buckle didn't know, up, like everybody. my two, my Thursday was the John Mayer at MSG. My Friday was uh, Chris Stapleton, basically at the old grounds in Woodstock, upstate New York. Now, the juxtaposition of those two nights and the people at both of those. I mean, I'm not sure there's a wider gap between two types of people than yeah. the John Mayer MSG crowd and the Woodstock Chris Stapleton crowd. Interesting. So well, I, mean, I, I could and think I'll, of a bigger juxtaposition. I, I, I was thinking about a few just then. But. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you could go like. You go dropkick Murphys to, to the Wu-Tang crowd. Yeah, which I've been to both types of concerts. See, Great. I don't know. I actually think those people would be more alike. Like the John Mayer crowd are like really in touch with their emotions and they're probably very waspy and whatever. And, you know, while there were a lot of obviously white people at the Chris Stapleton concert as well, for lack of a better term, it's just like a lot of, you know, redneck type people. I, like, <laughs> I don't know where all these people come from. In upstate New York, there's all these people with like trucks and... <laughs> You know, I I just I don't I don't understand where all these it's basically people like from the south that somehow like live in in New York. I don't get it. It gets yeah. rural so, up there. It's very rural. It's mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's a lot of it's just it's a different vibe. It's not my scene. It's, the country music scene is not my scene. I love Chris Stapleton, but like I don't think I'm hanging out with like his core fans on a night to night basis. But anyway, so those were my two nights. But I want to talk about the John Mayer night. It was incredible. It's my first time ever at MSG. I've uh, never been either. For anything, and it was a really cool place to be. And John, you know, it was he basically didn't have an, didn't have anyone opening for him. He played two full sets. He played for like three hours. Played old stuff. Played new stuff. And it's it's the kind of music that just sort of brings you back. As I've told Michelle and Maddie and I talked to Michelle about this afterwards when we had drinks. Is like, you know, growing up, I feel like John Mayer in a lot of ways was like the soundtrack to like my coming of age in my <laughs> life, right? And I'm not even trying to be like an idiot here. It really was like yeah. John and I saw some shit together. <laughs> And it was a very cool thing to see him in that kind of setting at MSG because everybody does their best shows in MSG, and he like clearly knew that he needed to. They they all they all basically knew they needed to do a great show there, and they did two straight nights. So we saw the first night. So uh, it was an awesome experience. And if you have any chance to go to MSG or to go see John Mayer anywhere, I would highly recommend it. Watching the two of them in the immediate aftermath of this concert break down the set list, and they were what they were like. Oh my god, Michelle, he opened with belief. And he he, he played Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, which was one of my favorite songs from Continuum, so I could vibe with them on that. But they just were so organically into this and pumped. It was awesome, awesome to see. 
You know what I tweeted out too? Because um, actually, John Buchagrass was there. Shouts out to Bucci. Bucci I didn't made. see him, but I saw afterwards, and he tweeted out a picture, or it might have been a video of John Mayer's cover of "Free Fallen," which is on his live album "Where the Light Is," and I I believe that that cover is better than the original song by Tom Petty. I, it's not even like this is even an anti-Tom Petty thing, but then it got me thinking like what covers are better than the originals, and I had a lot of people in my DMs. Maybe we do that in a future episode. Yeah, I, I, um, I have some. A, a I, have some picks. Mind, yeah. I have some. I have some. But picks "Free too. Fallen" is I'm an absolute banger from John Mayer. I, I mean, the, the cover is just it's just better, and it's like I said, no disrespect to Tom Petty, but it's just an incredible version of that song. Love that. So shouts out. I got to go see Jay May. I obviously have a connection to him. Whatever. I don't know if you strike me as a John Mayer guy, Tom. I mean, I'm not as diehard as you, but his hits, I mean, back in the day, I'd rock him in the Ford Taurus riding around town, you know? <laughs> the Taurus, nice. <laughs> Gravity! <laughs> right? Wow, nice, nice. <laughs> it's an interesting development that you're singing on every pod. <laughs> it is. You're feeling real comfortable. Yeah, you're you're, <laughs> yeah. Get, you're getting loose. Yeah, there we go. I mean, look, people want to hear the voice, right? I'm, isn't that how it works? Steve, I would love to listen to you wax poetic about John Mayer for the next 10 minutes, but I think we need to move on so that Tom does not sing more. <laughs> yeah, fair. All right. So, Tom, what's your A-plus content? Okay, so I'm going to touch on something I also touched on a little bit earlier. Uh, the Anheuser-Busch tour this past weekend with my family was incredible. If you're in town, you got to go do it. There's a few different ones that you can go on. We went on the $11 tour, very affordable. They bring you through the whole process of the beer they, they bring you into this room with the humongous tanks. And for blues fans, you're going to love this. They had Gloria playing over the, you know, the entire room just on a loop for this beer, the, the Gloria beer that the they've Gloria, been doing. Gloria to, beer? Yeah, to, you know, celebrate the, the blues. And they had big blues headphones on one of the tanks Sick. with all the players that signed, uh, signed the tank. Um, and they and then it was funny to hear like the Budweiser tour guide like explain the Gloria story to all to all these people from out of town. But like obviously I'm here, so I hear it all the time working on the show. But so so that was really cool. They talk about all, the whole process of it. They bring you into the bottling room where it's at the conveyor belt of them filling up the Budweiser beers, and they bring you into the stable with all the Clydesdales, which are incredible to see in person. The stable for the, the the horses is like the nicest stable I've ever seen. And the Budweiser factory is like a small college. It's an extremely impressive. The architecture is incredible. The, the history of that company is so cool. Um, the whole thing where they transitioned away from beer when Prohibition was going on, they did a whole line of products that would say, don't make beer out of these products it's illegal to do this. This is the process that you shouldn't do to make beer, and they'd put it on the box. So they were able to make money by making stuff that allowed people to make Prohibition beer, which I thought was really, really fascinating. Uh, it was a cool loophole for them to get around it. The tour guides are so knowledgeable. You feel like a an expert coming out of there, like, oh, yes, you know, this is this is how the hops taste in this beer, and this is why this one's a little different. We had one of those classic old guy tour guides that, like, really knows how to work a room. Like, there's few things better than a great tour guide that really, like, knows what they're doing, you know? Hits all the right beats with the jokes. Makes it entertaining. Yeah, just, like, really, really... Gives you the info, but in a way you're going to retain it. 100%. And, like, you know, picks on the right people, like, can immediately read the room and be like, oh, I can give that guy crap the whole time for this, blah, blah, blah. Throwing out little factoids. He's a big Cardinals fan. Um, Wait, a guy that lives in St. Louis and works for Anheuser Busch is a big Cardinals fan. Huge Cards fan, shockingly. Wow. <laughs> so it was it was great. Honestly, what an outlier. It was so fun, and then and then you go to 
the beer garden afterwards and you, you get your, your complimentary beer and you're just hanging out. I mean, awesome spot. Highly, highly, highly recommend. And it's a it's well worth the eleven dollars to go on this tour. So A plus content. A plus content. Shout out A B. A B, great stuff. Great beer. I've drank a lot of A B product in my day. You've given them way more than eleven dollars in your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, yes. Way more. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna wrap this up. My A plus content is below deck med. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're probably thinking, huh? I've said it before on this podcast. Huge, huge fan of Bravo. I actually think Remember that thing on Russell and Cannell that we did where we said if you could be drafted number one overall at anything in the world, what would it be? Mm-hmm. I picked wedding date because I'm a killer wedding date. Steve, I don't remember what you picked. I don't think I was on the show yet. I don't even. I don't remember. I remember that, but I don't remember what I picked either. I'll be like FIFA player. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing you'd Humble pick. brag. FIFA player. Number one overall in the whole world. Yeah. Are, yeah. are you talking See that like, guy just made $3 million playing Fortnite? Like, come on, get off my back. <laughs> a lot of money in that. Honestly? He was 16, wasn't he, too? I Legendary. Know. You know, I'm not super plugged into the gaming world, so I didn't catch that. But well, you should be. I guess Big I should. $3 million, whatever. Yep. Anyway, if it wasn't a wedding date, I think I could be drafted number one overall and being an, a color analyst for Bravo shows. When I watch The Housewives, I do an incredible breakdown of it with my girlfriends, and I'm, I love it so much. And I watch all of The Housewives. I mean, honestly, except for Potomac, I can't get into it. But to be fair, I haven't watched the new season. And I also think Beverly Hills has really gone downhill. And honestly, now that we're having this conversation, <laughs> like, why, why are Gina and Emily still on OC? I just I don't think that they bring anything to the table. Hmm. But anyway. Couldn't I'm, agree more, Michelle. Thank you. I'm giving them another chance this season. However, I'm into Southern Charm. I'm obviously really locked into Vanderpump Rules. If you listen to this podcast, you heard Tom Sandoval on. Love him. Shout out to Sandoval. I had never watched Below Deck. Everyone that I know that loves Bravo is like, Michelle, what are you doing? This is a huge miss by you. You've got to watch Below Deck. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm not super into the boat life. Like, I just don't think I'd get it. I don't think I'd like it. So I went to New York this weekend as we've gone over, went to the Hamptons, had some time, had some commute time. So I had downloaded the first season of Below Deck Med. And let me tell you, I have never been more wrong about anything in my entire life than I have been about Below Deck. It is A-plus content. It is so good. It is so entertaining. The Chief Stew, Chief Stewardess, Hannah, is a perfect villain. I think she's so funny and interesting. And I just, I really need you guys to watch Below Deck so we can do a Below Deck breakdown. And it's amazing because all of these people, it's this million, multi-million dollar yacht in the middle of the Mediterranean off the coast of Greece or wherever they are. And these super rich clients come on this boat and basically they give you an entire packet of demands of things that you have to do for them while they're on this boat. And your tip, the money you make is contingent on this. So for instance, these billionaires from Oklahoma came on the boat and they're like, we want to hoe down. And so in the middle of the med, they had to figure out how to get bales of hay onto the boat and construct a hoedown. And then yes. they were like, we That's want absurd. 200 bucks cash on the table, dance off with this <laughs> with the cast. And so everyone on the boat, the entire staff had to do a dance off to win the money. <laughs> then these people come in from Pittsburgh and they're like, I've never missed a Steelers game in my entire life. You better stream the Steelers game. And the staff is like, we're in the middle of the ocean off the coast of Greece, how the hell are we going to stream this game? And so they're going into these little Grecian towns saying, hey, do you have this game? They're like, we don't give a shit about American football. Like, no, it's at 3 a.m. We don't have this game. So things like that. And there's all all this drama within the staff, lots of hooking up. It's really good. What's up? 
So shout out Below Deck. Shout out <laughs> to Bravo for continuing to provide me with A-plus content. Yeah, like I've just heard Rosilla talk about how much he loves that show for years. And yeah. Like, it never really, you know, piqued my interest, and I was never really, and now that you like it, I'm like, man, that's strange, because you guys, I, I can't imagine there's a ton of overlap in TV shows you got. Well, that's, maybe that's not true, but you just don't strike me as a person who would be into Below Deck. Right. So. And I'm into it, big time. Some, you know, we got some, some openings in the summer, you know, <laughs> not, not a lot on Netflix recently, just finished Stranger Things, so I got an opening, might have to uh, check out Below Deck. And you know what's great about it, Steve, and Tom, for you and your Bumble dates, your ladies, the ladies, plural in your life, is yeah. it's. Totally a gender-neutral show. Guys like it. Girls like it. When I was in the Hamptons this weekend. Oh, we didn't even talk about berries. Oh, we could do that next week. (laughs) Quick thing. I did survive the Red Room. It was really difficult. I was fully sweating rosé. The last five minutes of class, I basically just laid on the mat. I was like, I give up. I quit. But I did survive berries. It's really hard. Barry got me good. (laughs) The room was so hot. I was like. Red Room. Red. The Red Room. It was very red. They had these infrared lights. I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) And honestly, everyone there was super fit and hot. So hot. And then the next day I went to Soul Cycle and David Muir and Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos were in my class. Wow. And Mark Consuelos is honestly Mark Consuelos walked in the room and every single head turned. And the guy that I was standing next to, one of my um my friends that was on the Hamptons trip with me, was staring at him and I go, That is a beautiful man. And he's like, honestly. That is a beautiful man. He's like, I'm just admiring his face. I'm like, I know. He has a perfect face, Mark Consuelos. Who's hotter, Mark or Kelly? Mark. Kelly's hot. She's really tiny, and her body was shredded. But Mark takes the cake? Mark is just, you can't pay for a face that good. (laughs) And I'm sure many have tried. Yes. And that's not even taking anything away from Kelly. Because she's obviously We're talking about two tens. Two tens. But I'm just saying... When Kelly walked in the room, everyone was like, ah, Kelly Ripa, sick bod. When Mark Consuelos walked in the room, everyone was like, my God, you have a beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was, I don't care if you're a young, old, man, woman, gay, straight, everyone can admire and appreciate Mark Consuelos. Always here for hot dudes. Liquid Spirits is a small St. Louis family-owned and operated business. Bill is a full-time firefighter. John has been in the restaurant industry for over 20 years. And together with their wives, they decided that they wanted to do what they love most, help people throw parties. They decided, you know what, we're going to leave the food to the professionals. We want to focus on the fun part because, let's be honest, no good story ever started with a salad. So check out Liquid Spirits. Follow them on Facebook at Liquid Spirits STL. Mention Small Talk, our podcast, Small Talk, when booking select packages and you could get your fifth hour for free steve had to bounce but you know what time it is if you don't it's time for reviews head to apple podcasts search for small talk find it click on it subscribe to it rate it preferably five stars and leave a review like our friend coos coos who says a plus content on gberry whole foods five stars love the podcast i've been following since psp days shows are always fun refreshing and relatable chemistry between michelle cerruti and freeze pops makes it work so well keep them coming and cerruti spoke to my soul about the utterly random people at the glastonbury whole foods (laughs) and how so many act slash dress words can't do it fully justice but it's a plus people watching there we go what do you call it the gberry gberry I love that. We got to, well, I I think it's probably because he didn't have enough space to type out Glastonbury. Yeah. But I like G. Burry. No, I like it a lot. I, I wonder if Saruti uses that in his everyday. 
Um, that sounds like a Saruti-ism. No? G-Berry? I could see him saying that. Ironically, of course. I could not see him saying G-Berry. <laughs> Ironically? Well, we'll have to ask him. Yeah. Maybe ironically. We'll table that. Not so ironically, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if we've now had another person comment yeah. on the Glastonbury Whole Foods, the the sartorial scene there must be pretty wild. I know. It it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would that Whole Foods be a of weird course. place? Like, it's such a normal, like, suburban town. It's not near water, to my knowledge, unless there's some sort of lake nearby that I don't know of. I don't know, but I went to Steve and Maddie's house once, and this is so weird, actually did go by Whole Foods. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've been to that Whole Foods. And if I remember correctly, it's not very deep. I'll have to ask Steve, because I think it's kind of a smaller Whole Foods. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, everybody seemed normal when I was there. Who knows? G-Berry. G-Berry. All right, next one is from Dr. G the Shrink. Okay. Hmm. This one's, <laughs> this one's interesting. Oh, I like his name. Title, <laughs> Small Talk and Audio Selfie. Five stars. That's kind of cool. If you've ever wondered what narcissistic, judgmental, superficial banter your millennial offspring engage in, be sure to download this sometimes entertaining parentheses, description of an orgy party, sometimes funny, the perils of social media, well, I think he means media, dating, and sometimes banal, drink selection, podcast hosted by the always charming Michelle Smallman. When it's good, it's fascinating as it opens a window into areas not usually observed. Okay, (laughs) I'm really confused about how to take this. It's a positive review, but... Five stars. He calls us, like narcissistic and he said sometimes what do you say sometimes entertaining yeah sometimes funny (laughs) sometimes like so so do you like it or not yeah i don't know if he hates us or loves us is it a hate listen does he hate listen to us we'll take a hate listen he gave us five stars so, (laughs) so this guy hates us but he listens clearly and likes it I, I don't know if he gets it. The whole point is to just have us talking. Well, this is what normal people talk about. That's what the podcast is. Small talk, if you Google it, the description of it is a conversation for the sake of itself. And that's what this is. Just us talking about random things. So I feel like kind of Lebitardian right now. I don't know if you get the show. Yeah, you don't get the show. There you go. Thank you for that. Dr. G. And also, what podcasts aren't narcissistic? Unless you're doing deep diving reporting. Right. But like conversational pods are, you know, on its surface narcissistic, right? Because it's about what you have to say. Right. We're thinking that people care about what we have to say. Especially this podcast, actually. Numbers bear it out, all right? Maybe we are really narcissistic. Probably. Yeah. But you know what's funny is that he calls it an audio selfie and I've never taken and or posted a selfie. (laughs) I mean, I've taken a selfie with people. Yeah. But never a solo I've never posted a solo selfie. I like the description, but it's kind of a cool description, audio selfie. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, even though that's not what this is at all, but yeah. But, I mean, sometimes funny. Come on, Dr. G, don't kid yourself. No, this is hilarious. You know you're laughing along. (laughs) Dr. G, I wonder what he practices. Well, he says he's a shrink, so I'm assuming he's a psychologist Psychologist, or a psychiatrist. Okay. Good or he's just a regular dude practicing without a license. Armchair yeah. psychologist. That's what he is. Like an armchair GM. Calling it now. I want to see your PhD, Dr. G. Tweet that in at me. But he says the always charming Michelle Smallman. I know, so you get the compliment. All right, I'll take Dr. G in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, thank you for listening, Dr. G and Coos and everyone else.
Have we decided how we're going to close this? I was just, that's why I paused. <laughs> um, you know what? We'll just go back to Goodnight Boston. Yes! Until I can come up with something better. I mean, because at the end of the day, St. Louis is victorious. We are the Stanley Cup champions. We're the city of champions. I don't need to hate Boston. I don't need to be angry at Brad Marchand anymore. He was crying. He's a crybaby. He's a crybaby. So, <laughs> honestly, I'd probably cry too if I was him. I'm not judging him. I cried. I cry a lot, though. We all know. <laughs> we'll be back in action next week. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.